This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. We're moving into September. Well, it's still hot, though. I, I do, and I think I mentioned this the other day, that I think September is the hottest day for us in Southern California. I mean, L.A. had 98 degrees today. Las Vegas, 106. Yeah. Now, you know, desert is very dry, but that's still hot. Huh? You know, everybody said, oh, it's a dry heat. Well, well, it's still very hot. So, hopefully, the fall season will be on us. And for us here in Southern California, fall means just cooler weather, not not rain, not, you know, cold weather, not just cooler. That's all that means. Um, but for many parts of the country, I, you know, I was eight or nine years in New York, the New York City area, so I know what fall's like. Right after we got to college many years ago. But we are looking forward to some cooler temperatures. We might even get some rain here this weekend from a tropical storm uh, in Baja, California. It might produce some rain for us here in Southern California. So that's great. Love that. And I do like to, I do like putting on this podcast. I do like and enjoy listening to people's questions. And we want to thank you because last night we reached or surpassed 45 million downloads. So both Justin and I want to thank you for that. We appreciate it. I'm Steve Peasley. I look forward to doing this Investop podcast every every other every other third day, switching off with Justin. So it's all about your financial investment questions, how to protect and grow your money. So that's what we're here for. The phone number never changes. It's been the same way for 22, three years, 22, three years, 888-99-CHART. You can call and ask your questions, even if we're not, we're live four to five Pacific time, Monday through Friday, but even if we're not live, you still can call and leave your question. My focus point today concerns the story behind, should bonds still play a role in your portfolio? Should they? They've been beaten up pretty well. So that's all because of the Fed, right? The Fed has been hiking interest rates, uh, trying to conquer inflation. And you're probably saying, well, why would interest rates go and conquer inflation? Well, because the Fed wants to slow the economy. The higher interest rates are, the less economic activity, and that will slow the economy, and that will then in turn will slow inflation. That's the whole point. Time permitting, I got some other things we're going to talk about. Goldman Sachs, one of their top analysts says, we are not at the bottom yet. Hmm. Why? They have some, a couple of indicators they're looking at, and I want to share those with you. Um, I have a short list of high, high rate of increases for dividends of stocks. In other words, the dividend might not be that high, but the percentage increase is dramatic for these companies. Some of them have pretty high dividends also. So I want to share that list with you. These are not recommendations to buy or sell a stock. This is done on a list I saw today 
that I thought I'd share. And then three reasons that maybe, you know, Goldman Sachs is right. Why? That we're not at the bottom yet. So those are the three things I want to talk about. But, of course, you come first. You always do. The market was up today, finally. We had an update. Up, uh, Dow was up 193 points. The NASDAQ was up 70 points. And the S&P 500 was up 26 points. So we had a nice little relief day today. Um, we'll see if it has legs. The Federal Reserve is meeting later on in the month. And they promised to raise rates. We all know that's going to happen. We know it. So there's no doubt about it that interest rates are going up. So I've got a lot of things planned. Give me a call. Your live questions are always welcome. 888-99-CHART. So let's go to our first caller question. Hey, Justin. We haven't talked about Lumen for a while, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. Headwinds, tailwinds, short, medium, long-term. I started a position in late February after the earnings drop, and it's just been kind of hanging around, and uh, it's dividend safe, and do you still like it for uh, an investment at this current time and place? Thanks so much. I look forward to hearing your answer. Well, yes, we do. Lumen Technologies, um, it's a uh, nine, almost $10 billion company, provides local exchange, long-distance network access, broadband services to rural communities in 37 states. Dividend is a 10.4% inter- uh, di- uh, percentage, 10.4% on $9.66 stock. Okay, so this let's just say it's 10%, so that's $0.96, cents, and they're going to make $1.64 this year and $1.11 next year. So we do like it. It's a you know, very low P.E., very low. They don't have much growth, though. As a matter of fact, growth is slowly shrinking over the last numerous quarters. And that's the only negative part we don't like. So we're keeping a close eye on that. But we still own this company and some of our managed accounts, and we still like it. L-U-M-N, Lumen Technologies. And that's out of Monroe, Louisiana, by the way, in case you were interested in where it's from. We're headed into a break. Justin Klein and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions, but we love talking to you live. You can call right now and get on air. It's a chance to interact with me and Justin if you want. Our number is never changes. It's always the same. 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make InvestTalk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that InvestTalk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. 
Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Steve or Justin, Jason from Minneapolis. I have a Roth IRA question. If you're holding a stock at a significant loss, say down like 70% on one of these high tech stocks. If you're holding in a brokerage account, you know, you can always sell off those stocks to have offset your capital gains. But in a Roth IRA, you can't offset any losses. What is your guys' recommendation on the strategy? Do you just hold on to it and just wait? Maybe in five plus years, you know, you'll recoup your money. Or do you just sell it and just kind of like, you know, throw that money away? What is your strategy on a Roth IRA with stocks with significant losses? I look forward to hearing your answers on the podcast. You guys do a fantastic job. I've learned a lot. I appreciate everything you do. Have a great night. Okay, that's a pretty good question. So if you have a stock that's lost lots of value, do you get rid of it? Do you just say, okay, that's too much, I'm out? And the answer is not that simple. First of all, you ask yourself, well, why did I buy the company? What was about the company that I bought it? Did I buy it for the dividend? Did I buy it for growth? Did I buy it because it has a new product coming out? And so you should write those reasons down when you buy the company. This is why I own this company. Okay, here's my reasons. Now, if those fundamental reasons why you bought that company no longer are valid, then get rid of the stock. So let's talk about, you know, a high dividend paying, big, huge, blue chip stock paying, you know, when you bought it, paid 4.5% dividend. Now it lost over half its value. So the dividend's gone up dramatically as a percentage. They pay out the same amount of dollars and cents, but dramatically far as percentage. Do you get rid of that stock? Well, if you just bought it for the dividend and you were just going to hold on to it because it pays a great dividend, no, you just hold on to it. If you bought a stock that's growth, you wanted to buy the stock because it was growing really fast, and it's still growing, but the market's beating it up terribly, you would still hold on to it if the valid, if that reason still is there. It's still growing like it was. But let's say it stopped growing. Maybe competition is too hard. Then there would be a valid reason to get rid of it. So those are the it just have to. It's just not because the price goes up or down that you sell a stock. That's not a valid reason to to buy or sell a stock because the price went up or down. That's not valid. Okay. 888-99-CHART. I hope that answers that question for you. 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Goldman Sachs says we are not at the bottom. They are using two of their indicators. One's a bear bull market indicator, and the S is risk appetite indicator. Now, of course, they don't tell us what they are, how it works. But they're saying that both of those indicators are telling them that we're not at the bottom lows, that they're not at the bottom lows. Now, they also went on to say that it's getting there, you know, so we're not at the highs or the midpoint, but they're not at the lows. They think that the market should be testing the the low it made, was it June? I forgot which month. They think it, the market needs to test that low before before um, 
um, we can say that we've hit the lows. They think it could break below that low in the market and therefore establish a new benchmark low and then their indicators might change and will we go along and be bullish. Okay, so that, that's kind of what they're saying. We'll see. My focus point today, should you buy bonds? Should you still should bonds still play a role in your portfolio? And the quick and easy answer is yes, they should. Now, bond values have gone down dramatically. Bond mutual funds and ETFs have gone down dramatically because of interest rates rising. And this is why over the years, and I'll repeat it again, that I tell you, don't buy bond funds, don't buy bond ETFs, but buy the bonds themselves. Because when they mature, they'll return to par, no matter how what the value fluctuation is before par. You buy the bonds at par, they mature at par. Now, the bond value can fluctuate in between depending on you know, interest rates, quality of the company that issued them, whatever. But they will always return to par. So if you buy the bond themselves and buy a number of them, spread the risk, you know, it's a good way to mitigate the risk of stocks, which is much more volatile than bonds. So, yeah, there's there's reasons to have bonds. You know, maybe you don't want to take the stock market risk or that much of a stock market risk. You just have to learn how bonds work. And I feel that a lot of people don't understand the intricacies of buying and holding and trading. I don't like trading bonds myself. I just like to buy and hold them to maturity. That's what I do. Doesn't mean I'll never trade a bond or we will never trade a bond. We will. I, when the bond value goes way above par, if that happens, I might take the profits there. But if the bond value goes way below par, I'm holding it to maturity because it'll go back to par. So that's bonds are good risk diversifier. They they act differently than stocks. They're different asset class than stocks. Just like real estate, different asset class than stocks or gold, different. You know, they don't act the same way as stocks. And I'm a big stock guy, but I don't mind, you know, diversifying the risk as best I can, especially during a bear market that we're in, you know, try to try to try to mitigate the risk that you're taking. Okay? So don't be afraid of bonds. Just learn how they work. And don't buy junk bonds. Don't buy a bond just because the yield that they're paying is really high. Don't buy junk bonds. Buy quality bonds. Okay? If you don't know what I mean when I say junk versus quality or investment grade versus junk, then this is what you need to learn if you're going to get into bonds. We're headed to a break, everybody. I'm here on duty taking your financial investment questions. So call, call Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. I make them into easier to understand elements. Each question is tackled live without pre screening, and some topics are more challenging than others. And that's a good thing because it allows every Invest Talk caller to shape the content of the podcast. If you've never called, don't hold back. 
you can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24-7 Anytime Listener Line at 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Steve in Fremont. who wants to talk about the Vanguard Energy ETF. Hi, Steve. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Thanks for the call. Excuse me. How you doing? Good. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. My question is in regards to um, I, I purchased a while back. I bought. I invested in the the Vanguard VDE, uh-huh. and it did real well. And recently, it's been pulling back a lot. And what my question, my main question is, is if the energy stocks, the energy funds. Are tend to be declining because oil's the price of oil. What about the individual companies like Exxon or Chevron? Are they worth putting money into at this point? Well, you know what? You're, I like the energy sector. I think that the whole sector is a place that you need to have some exposure to, um, because I think earnings are just going to still stay pretty high for these companies. So, you know, I mean, like you just asked about Exxon, they're going to make $12.70 a share this year and $10.80 a share next year. It's a $94 stock. So if a 10, just a 10 PE and you're looking at $100 a share, and that's fairly low, meanwhile, you're collecting a decent dividend, and sales growth is increasing. So I like them. I like VDE, too, the ETF you're talking about, as a, you know, a part of your portfolio. You never want to overload anything, but I would buy them on weakness because I think the energy sector is being beaten up unfairly. It's still going to continue to go. Yeah, that's, that, that's the part. You hear all the time that yeah. um, you know, energy is, you know, I'm holding energy, I'm holding energy. But it's been beaten up pretty bad the last month. Yeah, that's true. And it's starting it's starting to come back. But it is true, you know, because you look at the price of bo- a barrel of oil. and But, see, the fundamentals in the world economy is that 10 years from now, we're going to be needing more oil than we're pumping today. Not less. Maybe less in the United States. Maybe less in Europe when the electric cars, you know, will s- start to swamp internal combustion engines, but the rest of the world, there'll be a need for oil. So I'm not, and and natural gas. So I'm more keen on natural gas, to be honest, even though that's pretty pricey too. So any weakness, I would not hesitate to add it if I needed it in my portfolio. So I like the sector. Thanks for the call, Steve. I appreciate it. Okay. When people take time to leave an Investop podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them. Thank them for their courtesy, anyways, by getting to their question quickly. So here's Barut Don. I like uh, I like out of favor stocks with a lot of upside, and I'm willing to wait a couple years. What do you think of HIMX? So HIMX is um, Hymax Technology. It's a pretty small company, nine hundred million, not quite a billion dollar in size. Uh, it's a Taiwanese designer of display drivers for thin film transistor and flat panel LCD display, including TVs and PCs. Okay, um, I think it's a pretty volatile earner. I don't care for it uh, because over the years it loses money. One year, most of the years it makes money, but. 
It's very erratic. I'll give you an example. This year, they're going to make $1.25 a share. Last year, they made $2.65. The year before, $0.30. Cents. The year before that, lost $0.10. Cents. Next year, they're supposed to make $0.68, cents, down from $1.25. So they're going from two sixty-five dollars last year to $1.25 this year to $0.68 cents next year. I, I don't like that. I, I, don't, I don't like that. It's a $5.60 stock, so it's not expensive. It's actually pretty darn cheap. And the yield is 22%. Well, can it stay that high if you're losing, you're not making any money? Or your your earnings are getting cut half every year for the next, for two years in a row? See, I, I, don't, I don't like that. It's not fundamentally stable enough for me. Also, remember, it's in Taiwan. And there's a lot of un you know, upheaval going on there in the Chinese Straits of Taiwan. And I don't know if I want to take that risk, but that's me. Let's go to Sid in North Carolina. Hi, Sid. Hi, Steve. Good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And it's been a wonderful learning every day. Thank you. Uh, I have a question about uh, WBA, Waldo's okay. Food Alliance. Mm-hmm. It's in my radar trying to take a small position. It's always 52 weeks low right now, and all parameters look good according to your experience. Do you think this is the right time uh, technically to get into, or should we wait for some more time? I I like it here. I, I know it's been falling, falling, falling. I, I like it. It's at $35. Uh, it's trying to find support. It was uh, you know $35 way back during the COVID low, a little less than 35 it was like 32 or so so it's testing that low they have great you know good strong earnings four dollars 66 cents next year five dollars this year pays 5.3 percent dividend that's not in danger i, I kind of like it i might wait to see if um, it starts to gather some strength before i buy it but i like it and our next invest talk we'll talk about uh, okay well i don't have time to talk about the federal reserve 888-99-CHART. Give me a call. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant 
with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. Okay, on the next Invest Talk, Justin will uh, elaborate on a particular story fueled, fueled by the Federal Reserve's uh, aggressive tightening cycle. Okay, and it's, this is the most aggressive tightening cycle in, in a generation. So, a strong U.S. dollar is wrecking havoc across almost every country in the world. Our strong dollar is causing big problems for other countries. That's tomorrow, by the way. Let's go ahead and grab another voice bank question that came earlier from Arizona. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Art from Tucson again, uh, calling in with a, another stock question, looking at Mative Holdings, Inc., M-A-T-V is a ticker. And it's in a space like chemical and basic material. It's a small cap. I heard about it on the major financial network, and I always take everything they say with a grain of salt. They're just so rife with bad information. Um, but this one looks interesting to me. I can't get a bunch of information on it because it's such a small company. But I, I wondered what you thought and if you would uh, have a good entry point for it if you thought it was uh, worth owning. Thanks, and I'll listen on the podcast. Okay, MATV is in Victor. Mative Holdings, Inc., manufactures cigarettes, paper, reconstituted tobacco products for tobacco manufacturers. Manufacturers. Uh, they merged two companies, Schwalzer Munduit International and Ninai Inc. to become this Mative Holdings. Uh, they have pretty steady Eddie, pretty steady earnings and have been for some time. They're going to make $3.23 this year. Next year, $3.75 a share. It's a $25 stock. Therefore, the P.E. is fairly low, about 7 or 8, but it's always had a low P.E. Its range is 5 to 15, so it's near the low of the P.E. Return equity is 15%, pays a very strong dividend of 6.3%. What I don't like about it, even though sales are doing pretty well, what I don't like about it is mutual funds are selling it. The Fewer mutual funds own it today than they did a year ago. I'm not sure why that's happening. 
They do have some debt. Um, I think the price where it is is probably a pretty reasonable price. I mean, it's gone down as low as the low $19 area before it's popped up here. But I think it's showing at least a little some some strength here, and therefore it might be worth a, a small position to see how it, see how it goes. And then if we, you know, depending on how it goes, I might add more to it. So MATV is the symbol, everybody. MATV. Okay, um, three reasons Goldman Sachs might be right in that we are not at a bottom yet, which was my first talking point. Why aren't we at a bottom? One, inflation. We have still have very high inflation. It has not been conquered. It looks like it might have peaked, but it hasn't, it hasn't come off yet. A slow-growing economy in the background. That's not strong for stocks. That kind of economy is not strong for stocks. And third reason, stock valuations are still not cheap enough or not that cheap. Now, they've gotten pretty reasonable, but they're still not cheap, cheap, which means that they could get cheaper. So those are three reasons why maybe Goldman Sachs is right that we're not at the bottom yet. We'll see, won't we? And I think we'll see this year. I, I think we'll see the bottom this year. I do. Um, I think that we, you know, the, the interest rates, the Fed will stop raising rich interest rates sometime next year. Why? Because I think we're probably going to do a deeper recession. <laughs> That's why, and they'll stop raising rates and make to make a uh, you know a complete turnaround, start lowering them to bump the economy up. I'm hoping they'll slow down. I mean, we need because it takes time for uh, interest rates that they move up or down to filter into the economy, and so we don't know how this two plus percentage interest rate increase from the Fed fund rate is going to affect the economy yet. It's going to take another month, two months, three months for us to see. So let's go to another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin or Steve. was hoping to get your opinion on ticker symbol RGR, Sturm Ruger. I own this company for about two years now. I just collected a dividend and was wondering if you think you would appreciate it or if it's time to sell. Thank you. Bye. Well, you know, this Ruger makes pistols, revolvers, rifles, shotguns under the Ruger name. And when, you know, a year or so ago, crime was rampant. It still is very rampant in many places. But when it first came on the scene, firearm sales dramatically increased. For instance, uh, Ruger made $8.78 in 2021, $8.78 a share. That's the most they've ever made. This year... 2022, they're going to make $5.10, and next year, $4.49. So you're now on the backside of that growth spurt, and therefore the stock has fallen off. Uh, it's a $53 stock. Uh, the PE is what? Nine? Based on next year's earnings? Uh, no. Uh, 11? So I, I'm I'm not keen on it uh, because of the the trajectory of the sales and earnings. Sales have been falling off three quarters in a row. They fell thirty percent in the most recent June quarter reported. Before that, they fell ten percent. Before that, fell one percent. But all the quarters before that, there was strong growth. 
So I don't. You're you're too late to the party. The party already happened, and time to exit. In my opinion. Uh, they do pay a nice dividend, though. If you bought it for the dividend, you're still going to get that dividend, five point three percent. Okay, you heard me say we get invest talk calls from around the world and across America. So let's play a question from Ohio. Hello, Steve and Justin. This is Ray from Ohio. I'd like to have your opinion on medical trust properties. MPW. Thank you. Bye. Here's one that's fallen off also was $23 a share back in December. Today it's at $14.69. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, and acquires and develops net lease healthcare facilities across the U.S. You buy this because of the dividend. It still has some growth, but you know the growth is going to fall off because real estate has fallen off. Interest rates are rising, so them to buy a new piece of property is going to cost them more. So it squeezes their margins. But they're going to make a dollar forty-one this year, dollar forty-six next year. Uh, it's a fourteen dollar sixty cent stock, so you're looking at a ten PE. Its range is eight to eighteen, so it's on the low end, and it pays a seven point nine percent dividend. That's why you own it. Turn equity is only eight percent. That's not great. They have some debt, but they would. It's a REIT. So, do I like it at this price? I think this is a good price to get in. Well, can it go lower? Sure. Sure, it can go down. I think it can go down as low as 12. But I think this is a, a this looks like a double bottom to me at $14.10. And it's coming off of that. So, I, I think this is probably a good place to buy if you're going to buy it. Okay? Symbol, MPW. MPW, everybody. So, let's go to another iTunes call. Uh, I'm curious about your take on OMF. This is from Vadco. Vadco. I bought it for the dividend, kept buying it as it went lower. It's now 12% of my portfolio and currently 20% below my average buy price. Hold it, sell it. I'm 35 years old and I have time. So OMF. So let's talk about your strategy first. You're buying it because it went lower. Nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But to get it to 12, 12% of your portfolio, that's a mistake. I don't like buying things more than maybe 5% of my portfolio. So if you're going to like enter a position you're not sure of, enter it with 1% or 2% and then add to it to maybe 5% over time. Okay? But don't get much higher than that. Don't. Because now you're, you're, you're not nearly as diversified, and you're buying as it's falling. You don't know where the bottom is. I don't know where the bottom is. No one does. This stock, OMF, One Man Holdings, provides personal loans through a network of 1,400 branches in 44 states. So it looks like a payday loan-type company. Um, they are going to make $7.74 this year, but they made $9.86 last year. Next year, they're going to make seven eighty-seven, which is not bad. It's a $36 stock. P.E. is very low, very, very low. The five-year range is 2 to 11, so the P.E. has never been very high. And it could go to 2, and if they make seven eighty-seven, you're talking about a $15, $16 stock. If it goes to 2, I don't think it necessarily go that low. Okay, but that's what we got. The thing I don't like is the debt. They have a huge debt. 574%. Why? Well, because it's a payday loan. They borrow money and they borrow money to lend it out. 
borrow money and lend it out. So, you know, that's it's a 10.4% dividend payer, uh, high return equity, 40%. The stock was close to 60, now it's 36. But I don't, I don't know if it's hit any support yet. I'd be patient here. I wouldn't buy it at this point. Not the type of company I like to own. Um, it's a $4.5 billion company, though. It's not tiny. Mid cap. We're almost at summer's end, but it's still hot in many places if you look at the map. Uh, for instance, you know, in Medford, Oregon, summer's pretty much hanging on. It's pretty hot up there. I have a niece down visiting me. That's why I know. So, but this is the time of year, you know, that you you have a lot of market volatility. And I think we're going to continue to have market volatility. Summertime is volatile, but I, as long as the Fed's on the warpath of raising interest rates, I think we're just going to have to pay attention to your portfolios, and we're going to continue to have volatility. So it might be time to take a look, uh, have us take a look, or have an independent look at your portfolio. Okay, Justin and I, Steve Peasley, uh, we'll meet with clients. We look at their portfolios. We do it online via, you know, teleconferencing. Any way you want to do it, we'll take a look at your portfolio and give a, give you our guidance on that portfolio. Uh, we want to know how much risk you're taking. We'll take a look at the portfolio and tell you. And we also want to know how much risk you want to take, and see if that matches the portfolio you have. And this, you know, gives you comfort. And that at least you're getting someone else to look at your portfolio. Of course, you know, our, our goal is we'd love to manage your portfolio, but we won't push it. We don't push managing your portfolio. It's not our style. I don't do that. I've done it in up to a bazillion years. Don't do that. What I do is look at what you have, Justin and I, and decide whether this is what you really should have, you know, or make suggestions what you should move toward. Okay, and if we can help you with managing your portfolio, we'll be happy to do that. Of course, we want to do that. We do really want to help people. So, the sooner you get contacts, the better. You can get us through uh, investtalk.com. Uh, click on the contact us button. Send me emails. Adjust an email. You know, uh, call us. Anyway, there's many ways to contact us. Next up, a caller question from eight 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 ninety nine chart. Why do listener questions make InvestTalk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. When do I know the right time to take profits? And listeners instinctively realize that InvestTalk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. So don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is John from Oregon. I'm wondering your thoughts on bank stocks and Citibank in particular. It seems to have a uh, price to book under of one. Thank you. I kind of like the big banks. I, I kind of like that. I, I like the idea. They pay usually they pay nice dividends. Citibank symbol C pays four point one percent. They have pretty darn steady earnings. A big company, $96 billion company, Citibank. And their most recent earnings were up to 18%. Before that, for eight quarters in a row, they was falling. So now they turned around. Remember, rising interest rates doesn't necessarily hurt banks. Not necessarily. If it rises really fast, it will. But this stock has been beaten up. It was around $80 not that long ago, you know, on uh, March. And now it's a 49 dollars 
I think this is about where it's going to go. They're going to make. They made ten dollars last year. They're going to make seven dollars this year and almost seven dollars next year per share. So we're looking at a what a seven PE, and their five year range is five to fourteen with a four point one percent dividend. Kind of like it. Okay, so yeah, I kind of like City Citigroup. I kind of I kind of do. Okay. So, and other banks, too. That's not the only bank I like, but Citigroup is one I kind of like. I like that dividend, and I like the bigness. I like the safety of it, that kind of thing. This is Talk. I'm Steve Pease, and we have one goal here, everybody. That is to achieve, help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue right after this break, so get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Blue from Texas. I'm just calling about ticker symbol S-A-N, Banco Santander. My question is, how much of your portfolio should you put into, like, ETFs and mutual funds? Hi, guys. Calling in from Germany. I'd like to know about currently Lumen Technologies. I like your show. It's a great add-on, uh, added value for me to listen daily. What's your question? What does it mean when a company's share price falls to cheap prices and executive insiders don't buy more? You're the best person. Person to ask it. Hello, this is Duncan from New York. Thank you guys for all that you do. I've been listening to you guys for about a year now, and you've taught me a lot about long-term investing. So let's go to Mac in Los Cabos, Mexico. So let's get right to one of our callers. Here's Ken in Texas. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Tomorrow's Friday, everybody. I will be taking the day off because I'm going to Chicago. My One of my nephews, uh, you know I have a lot of them, uh, plays for the Chicago Bears. So we're going to see his game there. Justin will be here tomorrow, though. And he will share the highlights from the newest KPP, KPP Premium Newsletter. But now let's go ahead and talk to Preet in Washington State. Hey, Preet. Hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I had a question about the ticker symbol XRAY. Okay, you want to buy it, sell it, give it away, or? Uh, I'm looking to buy it. I don't have a position yet. And it's just on a downward trend for quite a while now, just seeing, like, fundamentally, if you like the stock. Yeah, fundamentally, it's not, it's pretty reasonably priced, but I still think too expensive. Okay, this is uh, XRAY, X-Ray. It's a dental supply company. It develops a broad range of dental supplies and products. It's a $7 billion company. So it's not small. They're going to make $2.40 this year, down from $2.87. Next year, they're going to bounce back up to $2.66. That's positive. Um, the, it's a $32 stock. 
So it's going to be what a twelve PE thirteen PE, and the five year range is twelve to thirty three. So it's at low, it's a low end of its range, but the sales growth is starting to shrink. I mean, the most recent quarter it shrank six percent. I don't care for that. That makes me feel it's more expensive than it should be. Um, I th- and it's still falling, but it. I think I'd wait. Uh, this it only pays one and a half percent dividend. So you buy this for the capital appreciation, and I think you need to be a little bit patient to see if it really – wait till it hits a, a bottom that you can really identify, okay, it's finally bottomed out, you know, and it hasn't done that yet. So I'd be patient with it. It looks like it's it's going to – it looks like it's trying to, but it's still lower lows, lower highs. That's not a good sign. I, I'd be patient. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you. Preet, I uh, appreciate that, Preet. And the symbol is X-ray, everybody. X-ray. Okay. You know, we talk about dividends. We've talked about dividends for years. But, uh, you know, more recently, we talked about value stocks, and they tend to pay more dividends. So I like to look at dividend increases. And I like to look at stocks that have increasing, percentage-wise, increases in their dividends. In other words, the dividend is increasing very fast. That doesn't mean that the dividend is high. It just means that they're adding more dividends at a higher pace, and that tells you that those companies are pretty strong. Okay? So there's a number of them, Devon Energy, Newmont, Lennar, even though I don't know if I want to be in the builders, uh, EOG Resources, Old Dominion, uh, Advanced Auto Parts, Global payments, all of these companies are increasing their dividends. They're increasing the percentage of their increases. That makes sense? So if they increased to 5% last year, this year they increase at 7%. I like that. That tells you that their fundamentals have got to be strong or else they're borrowing money to do something stupid. So you got to look at the companies. And generally speaking, this is a good group of these kind of companies to look for dividend payers. That you want dividends to be going up, that's you know, and you want them to increase the pace of their dividend increases. So, this this was a, a list I saw on an article today, and I thought, well, maybe I should talk about what you should be looking for if you're looking for dividends. You're looking for stable mar- uh, margins or increasing margins, increasing percentages of dividend increases, that kind of thing. That's what you're looking for. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. We're about out of time. Justin will be here tomorrow. The market was up today. Dow was up one hundred ninety three. The Nasdaq up seventy, and the S and P was up twenty six. That's a nice change. Nice change. So stay tuned tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Out program. Justin Klein and I thank you. We really do appreciate you listening and tuning in. And we would like you to tell your friends and family members about us about the free download podcast. You can get yours anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Please be sure to read and rate us if you do download it at iTunes. Say a positive rating helps our exposure. We like that. We appreciate it. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk, everybody. Have a great night. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. 
Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.